ever feel like it's too overwhelming at times? Taking care of your body, nourishing your mind, finding your passion in life, monetizing it, and still marketing yourself on social media. Oh, and let's not forget all the unplanned events that life throws your way. Hello there, I'm Leon, your marketing coach and strategist. On this podcast, we share knowledge on all things marketing, mindset, and running your online business. Together, we'll work on ditching the overwhelm and attracting the life and business that you desire in the simplest and most effective way ever. Hello, hello, hello. Welcome to another episode of the Content Magnet Podcast. Today promises to be a super interesting discussion with our guest, Dr. Shellyann Gajada. Right. So I'm going to leave the introductions up to her because she is such a diverse individual. So Dr. Shellyann, welcome to the Content Magnet Podcast. And how are you? I am doing well. And thank you, thank you, thank you for having me, Leon. And thank you to um, the listeners that are out there listening to us. And I hope that you subscribe to this podcast as well. Um, my introduction, as Leon has said, my name is Dr. Shalian Gajda. I am a Trinbagonian national and a high performance coach, a brave woman, and the CEO and founder of Alpha Stews. I call myself a professional unicorn. I tend to do it all and we're going to dive deep into all that I do, hopefully by the end of this podcast. Of course, of course. And honestly, if you are not like following Shalyan on Instagram, like I don't even know what you are doing because the amount of gems that she drops Sometimes I'm in my room getting ready, listening to her lives or watching a replay. And I am just taking away so much, whether it's just the energy or the actual message itself. So thank you. Thank you for sharing all of that with persons online, etc. And guys, go check her out because by the end of this podcast episode, you would want to know, like, what were you doing without her in your life? Let's dive into it. So Dr. Shelly Ann, you coined the term Go Bravely. What exactly does this mean? Go bravely is the warrior cry of a woman that is destined for greatness. Go bravely is my mantra, which I live by. It is words that remind me of my highest self and words that remind all queens of their highest self and to never, ever, ever give up on the God in you and the dreams inside of you. I coined Go Bravely when I was going through a really dark period of career transitioning. I spent a long time in law and I recognized that by my fourth year, this dream of mine that I had to be an attorney wasn't as rosy as I expected. And I decided to leave. And of course, in leaving, you know, a professional identity that has created a reputation for you and an identity for you, I felt a little bit lost in terms of what was next for me. And go bravely 
was the message that I got when I was praying one day about what should be my next career move. And it is the mantra that I have lived by ever since I decided to recreate myself. Wow. Yes, yes. So you dropped several bombs, right? So you, you, you mentioned, you touched on you being an attorney at law, right? And I want to dive a bit into that. So I really and truly want us to kind of focus on that a bit because in our YouTube video, I believe you kind of described it as your biggest heartbreak and catalyst for change. And honestly, I know that couldn't be easy. You know, I know going bravely in that situation could not have been easy. So I really want you to tell us a bit about that and particularly what like identity crisis you went through and more so what would you tell someone who needs to go through like their own heartbreak right now to really kind of step into their purpose? Right. That is a great question. So I'll take it back to when I decided to leave the profession. Now, one must know that in the Caribbean, it's either you're a doctor, an engineer, or a lawyer, right? This is what our parents have, have seen as noble professions. And somehow we've been kind of um, streamlined into going into these professions and not really tapping into whether this is our purpose or whether this is something that we deeply desire. We're doing it because somehow we think the return on the endeavor is going to be of high stakes for us and that we're going to get uh, almost a pot of gold at the end of the endeavor. Now, for me, when I became a state prosecutor, thankfully, it was something that I wanted to do. However, in that four-year period, I realized that I was operating in a system that wasn't operating for me. I was working in a system that wasn't working for others. I was serving in a system that wasn't serving the public. And that was a big problem for me. It was, it was ethically an issue because I felt that the justice system, the administrative system of the criminal justice um, arena was letting us down in, in many regards, from the protection of witnesses to getting um, persons to come forward uh, to give police um, any type of information that they know, to us counseling victims of crime. I mean, we, we are severely in a state of reformation for the criminal justice system. And I was experiencing it as a prosecutor. But things really came to full circle when my mentor, who uh, I would have learned advocacy from, who I would have done an internship with, who I would have been taught at the Hugh Whitting Law School, Miss Dana Sitahau, Queen's Council. Um, she was violently assassinated as a prosecutor at the moment. And I think when that happened, it changed something drastically inside of me not only because of seeing this woman who has given her life to the field be 
taken away from this earth in such a violent and inhumane way. But I also felt that the place that I was working in at the time, their response was very inconsiderate to other prosecutors like myself, who was dealing with the trauma of losing somebody so pivotal and so important to us, but also seeing ourselves as young women and young prosecutors and wondering if this was going to be our story as well. So with that said, I decided that I would put in my resignation. So I put in my resignation probably three weeks later and I left the criminal arena completely. Now, at that time of leaving the criminal arena, I had no idea what was next for me. Because if you're doing criminal law, honey, all you know is criminal law, right? That's, that's what you speak. Yeah. And I created a reputation of excellence in that field as well, too. I would go into court, to court and be very committed. Um, I didn't have any cases that I lost. I was so passionate about the field. And I literally felt like, this dream, this dream of one day being a stellar attorney as Queen's Counsel Sitaha, I just felt like that dream was robbed from me. I was, it was taken away and I felt like people owed me something. So for me to rebuild myself, to come to terms with what happened and to find peace mentally, I knew I had to get out of Trinidad. I knew that I had to create something new for myself. And I said, if it wasn't criminal law, I wasn't doing any other type of law. So guess what, Shelly? You gotta go back to school. And so I took my savings. I took all the money that I had. I applied to universities and I decided to further my education um, at the University of Edinburgh. And from there, I did my master's in international business I worked in management for six months. And then after that, I realized I was very good at academia. I was able to publish my thesis in a journal. And that's when I decided that higher education and academia was right for me. I always loved research. And so I went into my PhD. But I must say to the listeners that it is a period of trial and error. I did not know what was going to come out of me completing a master's. But what I did know was that I wasn't trying to recreate the wheel. I was trying to recreate my identity, but I wasn't trying to recreate my strengths. I knew what were my strengths. And this is why I always tell my clients, know your strengths, because your strengths is what is going to save you. And my strength was research. If there's anything that I could have done well, it was research. And I used that core strength to give me a way out. And that was through education. So for anybody that is in this space of pivoting, career transitioning, wanting and desiring change, but not sure where to start, beloved, do not recreate yourself by throwing away your strengths and the number of years that you might have been doing something. Identify the strength. 
you might, let's say you might be an attorney and you want to move into something else, look at your soft skills. Are you good at leadership? Are you good at communication? You might think that these are not key skills. You might think that these skills can't take you anywhere, but guess what? Some of our key leaders are amazing at communication. They're amazing at public speaking. There is room for growth with your soft skills, but you gotta first see that as a strength. So identify the strength and then think about how can I build upon that? How can I sharpen that? Is it through education? Is it through me furthering my, um, my learning? Is it me doing a little bit of mentorship? That's where it starts. Don't worry about the destination. Worry about the journey when you're recreating your story. Yeah. I feel all of that in my core, right? You're speaking to someone, but you know what? You're speaking to me as well because I, I felt that and I especially loved what you said about not recreating yourself. And I always believe that we were given divine skills and talents, you know? There's something in every single person that, you know, they do like so well with minimal effort. So it's yeah. kind of like, what is your thing? What yeah. is your gift? And how can you really create a life that allows you to, you know, share your gift with others? So I think that you do that extremely, extremely well. And I'd love to know, especially from you, because I know one of your professional hats is coaching. You know, you are um, the CEO of Alpha Suite, you're a performance coach. And I sense you help people be the best version of themselves, correct? Yes. <laughs> so what I'd love to know from you, Dr. Shalyan, is what would you say or what have you found to be the top reasons why persons don't go bravely or fully maximize their potential? Like what are some of the blocks? Yes. So as a high performance coach, and I think it's important for me to just make that distinction because people hear mm -hmm. coach and they automatically think life coach. Um, and I want to, you know, categorically say that for me, I am a high performance coach, which, and that is my specialty. That is what I have, um, have accreditation for. And what that means is that I help individuals perform optimally in their lives. That therefore includes reshaping their mindset. It includes me getting them to recreate their habits. And it also gets um, gets them to a place where they see their strengths and they can confidently walk into their higher self. Now, the biggest challenge that I have seen clients uh, confront when it comes to them not moving into their higher self and, and moving into that space of uh, optim optimal performance is them not knowing their strength. And that is one of the biggest problems because if you don't see yourself as having strengths and you only see yourself as having weaknesses, then how are you going to confidently show up in the world then, right? We, we spend so much time talking about our weaknesses. If I ask clients, what is your weakness? They list it off. They rattle it off very quickly. But then when I ask them about their strengths, they become very silent. They become very withdrawn. They become very pensive. And this is an indication that we're not talking more about our strengths. And it really is because of how we measure success. Sometimes you might think that you do something very well and you think that it's a strength of yours, but because your friend down the road or your colleague in work or your parents 
tell you, oh, that's not really a strength. Oh, that's not really a skill. Oh, that doesn't pay. Oh, that doesn't get you anywhere. You have diluted your strength and you become very lost in the noise of opinions. So the first thing is a lack of identification of strengths. The second blockage that many persons experience um, that doesn't get them to their place of growth is thinking that they don't have options. Oh, wow. I need to talk about this to my <laughs> listeners, particularly my listeners in the Caribbean region. Somebody that is listening right now is in a job for 10 plus years. Hmm. Somebody that is listening right now is in a space where they think they, that they have no other option. This is their only option. And I want to say to you that this world is yours. But you gotta believe that. The fact that you have even logged in to listen to this podcast means that the world is already at your fingertips. But you see, we're not using the internet and our connectivity intentionally enough. So we're using it to scroll, to macro, to gossip, to do all of these things, but we're not look, using it as a way of enrichment, as a way of professional progression. Things like networking online is something I think we need to get more involved in from a professional perspective. People don't know what you have to offer if you do not announce it to the world. Yes. So here you are thinking that this is my only option in this job that I absolutely detest and I absolutely abhor, which I've been in for 10 years. And you're thinking that you don't have options because I'm one of the reasons really is because you haven't told the world what you do. Mm -hmm. and, and if you haven't told the world what you do, opportunity will never come knocking. So we got to recognize that there is so much of opportunity around us. And this is one of the things that I really get my clients to think about, that you live in a world of opportunity. Opportunity is all around you. But it's, it is you getting that lens to see life through a lens of opportunity. And how you can get that lens, again, through coaching, through cleaning up your social media, through networking, through starting to look overseas for more opportunities and start getting the conversation going with professional progression. And the last thing that I would say that blocks people um, from really experiencing growth, it is all rooted in their habits. And I just want to say that your habits is no fault of yours when you were a child and when you were in your teens. But there comes a point in a human's life when we know better, we must do better. And what happens is a lot of times we have been so socialized into habits of lack, habits of perpetuating procrastination, habits of lack of self-worth, habits of devaluing ourselves that it becomes very difficult for us to change that narrative. And the more that we perpetuate these habits as we grow older and older and older is the more we think we don't have options, is the more that we don't see growth, is the more that it takes us so long to finally see something going well for us. So a question therefore is how do we change our habits? 
And one of the things that I will say to your listeners is if you want to change your habits, change your mindset. Your habits are a reflection of your mindset. That's deep. So I want you to just think about that. If you have a habit of procrastination, what is your mindset around procrastination and productivity? If you have a habit of pricing your services low, what is your mindset around money? If you have a habit of going into abusive relationships, what is your mindset around love? Our habits are a reflection of our consciousness, where we are. So that's what I'd say are the three main blockages. Wow. And that someone, I'm sure someone is listening to this podcast and they're like, thank God. I clicked on this podcast. Amen. Like, yes, yes. Hello yes. there, beautiful CEO. I'm interrupting my own podcast to let you know that I'm posting a free five-day CEO content challenge. This live challenge runs from July the 19th to the 23rd, where for five days I'll be holding your hands and helping you create meaningful content that connects with your audience increases your visibility and even results in sales for your business for those five days you'll get one content prompt and one caption template to ensure that your content creation process is easier for you you can go to the content magnet forward slash challenge in order to join or simply scroll down and click the link in the show notes now let's get back to this amazing podcast episode. I want to break down what you said, because you said a mouthful, you said a lot, right? And the first thing I'd like to zone in on is the talents, you know, establishing what you are good at. Because I feel like if, and I don't know if this is a Caribbean thing, Dr. Shelly Ann, please advise me. I feel as if we discount our talents. As in only certain things can be a talent. So I remember when specifically for me, while I was transitioning out of my own legal career and whatnot, and I was tapping into what I was good at. And at that point in time, it was me communicating, me writing captions, me relating to other people. But, you know, I would tell persons this, and they would not see that as a talent. They would be like, Leon, no one would pay you to write captions. Wow. No one would pay you to teach them how to communicate online, you know? Right. So I feel like if we really and truly discount talents, but yeah. you have to agree or disagree and only have certain things as a talent. So like, ooh, Dr. Shelly Ann, she's great. She's a great, you know, criminal prosecutor back then. You know, she's really good in court. That is her gift. <laughs> you know, that, is a, that is a universally accepted and welcome gift, right? But I feel like if gifts and talents take different forms, like if you are someone who to tie your shoelace the fastest, if you are someone who you know, knows how to do any little thing, or you are someone who can really and truly provide anything that makes someone else's life easier, people will buy it, <laughs> you yes. know, and people I, will I, buy it. Yes, and I have to agree with you, Leon, simply because this is, this is socialization. It mm. is not about our competencies. It is not about whether your gift or your talent is indeed a gift or a talent. I think what we have done and perpetuated, and I mean, as a Caribbean woman, I really do challenge some of our norms and some of our customs because I think we, 
we are staying in a space of lethargy and we and uh, and we really are stymieing our growth and we need to push beyond the boundaries of old legacy and start to really innovate and diversify and create our own stories and tell our own stories and i you know when we look at careers and we look at uh gifts and talents a lot of times it was through the validation of the masses and this is why mm. doctors engineers lawyers you know the, the, this is why these professions are so um, so talked about and, and so encouraged because in those days, back in those days, it was highly needed to drive us forward. And it was, it was all about service to the public, right? Yeah. But now we've gotten into this space as well too, where it's not only service to the public through public services, but also service to our communities. 100%, yeah. And I want people to like understand that. We have outgrown this old legacy of telling a story that we have to be a, a lawyer, a doctor, an engineer. We've outgrown public services volition, and I think we're now moving into this community-based approach to service, right? And this is where young entrepreneurs come in. This is where hybrid professionals come in. This is where people who are really pushing the envelope will find a place and will find a home. And, um, you know, if you are somebody that is listening that feels like you are more in this space of community-based service, then you would understand what we mean by gifts and talents because you, you start to see clearly that I am not here for the masses. Mm. I am here for a certain type of individual. You see, because the lawyers, the engineers, and the doctors, they are here for the masses. And I'm saying, no, we were now reaching into a, into a shift where our young people are here to serve their communities. And I think we need to encourage that in the Caribbean region. And just to just finally wrap this point up, I would like to say as well, that when it comes to our talents, you gotta understand that your talent is yours. Your gifts are yours. Ain't nobody else got your gift like you got it. Yes, somebody might be doing the same thing as you, but their name isn't the same name as you. They don't do it the same way as you. I could meet somebody who does research just like me. And if you put us together and give us something to research, we go about it very differently. And that is the beauty of being a human being because we all do things very differently. So don't worry about who might be doing something that you're doing or don't worry about somebody saying that it is not a talent. It is yours. And if you feel empowerment and fulfillment in it, then go for it. Because fulfillment is really the barometer for purpose. Fulfillment. If you're doing something and it's a gift or a talent and you're finding fulfillment in it, then honey, go guns blazing. Guns yes, blazing. Yes, go for yes. it because fulfillment is the barometer for purpose. 100%. And your people will find you and they would appreciate you. So the yes. next thing that I really, really want to highlight as well um, I know you spoke earlier about, in essence, putting yourself out there, you know, whether it's talking about your services, setting up your social media, you know, really and truly allowing a medium so people can find out more about you. But what about the listener who may be like, you know what, Dr. Shelly Ann, I hear you, but my work can speak for itself. I am amazing. <laughs> you know, what would you tell that person right now? Then you don't need social media. <laughs> That's what I'll say. You don't need social media, again, because your community will find you. Your community is so specific 
that you doing excellence in your community, they will find you because you speak their language. And remember, communities have their own languages. Marketers have their own languages. Coaches have their own languages. So they will find you. I am not in the business of telling people you have to be on social media. If you think that you've reached this stage of your career and your business where you are flourishing by word of mouth, then excellent. Keep that going. Keep your referrals going. Keep your good work up. And what you might probably want to do is reward people who refer you and, and you know, build your business model in that way. But for somebody um, who is saying to themselves, listen, I know that I do good work, but I do think that I in, in order for me to get a little bit more reach, I need to be online. I think um, that is justified. And if you want to go online, then the best thing to do would be for you to be very clear about who you are, who you are here to serve, and what you do. Who you are, who you are here to serve, and what you do. Because again, we're speaking our community's language, right? A lot of us are trying to serve everybody. And this is why we get so confused about who we are. This is why we get so intimidated by social media. But when you start to speak from this community-based space, it becomes so much easier. So to that, that entrepreneur who says, I am excellent and I don't need social media. I mean, that is the creme de la creme. Because mm -hmm. that means that your community knows exactly how to find you. And that, I think, is really what we should be striving for. Because guess what? We don't own the platforms. Yeah. I love that. I love, love, love that. So in a sense, if it's working for you, keep, keep it up. Yeah, <laughs> if, it, if it's working for you, keep doing it. You know, and I always say that, is that working for you? Then go through, you know, go for yeah. speed, go ahead. Yeah. Um, the final thing I really, really want us to touch on is the mindset, you know, the mindset changes, the reconditioning. Like, what would you tell someone if they are ready? Like, they've listened to this podcast. Maybe they follow you on social media. Maybe they follow me. And they want to go bravely. They want to live in their purpose, you know? Like, what would you tell someone with regards to the first steps? And I think you kind of maybe touched on some of it already. Yeah, <laughs> I did. So I would actually just remind them about their strengths have them look at your experiences over the last couple of years or months, look at the things that you have done and find the common theme that runs through them all. So for example, I was an attorney, I was then into lecturing and educating in the higher education space. I am now a coach. And if I look at those three roles, the common theme has been service to others through education. That is the common theme. So if I am to make a next step, if I am to make a next move, I am looking for a move that allows me to serve people and use my education. So there is, there is an entire, you know, arithmetic to it and you have to, really start to see your career as making sense. A lot of people walk around thinking, oh, my career doesn't make sense. No, it does make sense. The fact that you got that job, I, I mean, even if you don't like the job, you were successful at getting it. You were hired. You were hired because there is something in that job that you are good at. And it's for you to identify what is the common thread that has been coming up throughout. And then start creating um, a little bit of a 
pipeline and a network uh, that could support you along the way for application of jobs. A lot of us look at jobs and we say, yeah, these are the jobs that I have in my pipeline, but who are the networks that you know around each job that you can get in contact with to find out what is that role like? Or I'm thinking to go to this organization. Do you have any thoughts on this organization, et cetera? I think the more that we started to look at jobs as milestones, we need more informed um, decision-making. I find too many people are going into jobs thinking the grass is green on the other side and coming out sorely disappointed. And we need to hold employers accountable. We need to hold employers accountable for their cultures, which perpetuate um, severe mental health issues, um, which does not allow for professional progression and promotion. And if you are going into an organization where you see that professional progression is not on their agenda, but it is on yours, then beloved, do not go there. Save yourself the worry, do not settle, and trust that the universe, God, Allah, whoever you pray to, is going to get you to where you deserve to be. Yes, yes, yes. Absolutely. And you know, like the aim of this podcast is to really beat overwhelm and frustration when it comes to running your business, your life, your career, etc. So I'd love to know from you, Dr. Shelly-Ann, like what is one thing, just one, that you do in your business or your life that really prevents you from being overwhelmed and even hitting burnout? I say no often. Yes, I love, I love no. I say no often. And I say no often to protect my peace of mind, my health, my wellness, my energy, my performance. I say no often. Too many entrepreneurs are out here saying yes, 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 yes. It's a lot of things. You're overburdened, you're overwhelmed, you're overworked, and you're underpaid. Not every opportunity that presents itself is an opportunity worth taking. Practice getting that no stronger. Wow. I am so elated that you said yes to the Content Magnet podcast. And before we wrap up, you know, I'd love to know, like, where can our listeners learn more about you? Do you have anything going on right now? You know, what is your preferred way of connecting? Yeah, so... You can just search Dr. Shalian Gajula in Google. A lot of links are going to come up. I have YouTube, again, Dr. Shalian Gajula. Um, on my Instagram, Um, On LinkedIn, Dr. Shalian Gajula. Listen, just put my name in, you're going to find me, all right? Wow. Uh, and I mostly operate on Instagram, my business as well, Alpha Suit. Uh, just put it in and you would see Alpha Suit come up on Instagram as well as LinkedIn. Um, and for those, of, for those of you who are experiencing career transitions, seeking a change, wanting to make some really informed decisions about your growth, your purpose, your career, um, your business, uh, feel free to check in with my services as this is what I do. I specialize in greatness and facilitate people into their higher self. So that is how you can find me. And of course, all of this will be linked in the show notes below. So you can definitely scroll down and get direct access. Dr. Yeah. Shalian, thank you a million for being a wonderful guest on the podcast. Thank 
Thank you so much for all that you do and big up to my Trini listeners. <laughs> Thank you for listening to another episode of the Content Magnet Podcast. I hope you enjoyed today's episode. If anyone in your circle will benefit from this podcast, please be generous, share it to your stories and tag me at The Content Magnet. Let's beat overwhelm and create a life filled with happiness and freedom. See you on the next podcast.